Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Thanks. Um, this is the Roskin Gold CruxCast uh, interview. I'm Nana Sangmore, President and CEO. Uh, Roskin is rapidly advancing its assets in Southwest Mali, a target in the maiden resource by year end. Uh, there's been a lot of aggressive drilling that has taken place, and we're confident that we're going to be meeting the timeline, and we potentially will be showing to the street that we have a standalone operation here, and that should drive significant valuation for shareholders. So uh, happy to answer and address any questions that you may have on the session. And over to you. Thanks, uh, Nana. Good to have you back. Uh, we had you so middle of April, um, but I hear you're off to Mali soon. Is that right? Yes, yes, that's actually correct. I'm heading uh, on Saturday, and I'll be there for about uh, two, three weeks. Uh, would alongside have some consultants with me. But I mean, clearly, if we were concerned about safety, we wouldn't be stepping in country ourselves or taking consultants on the ground. So we've seen a lot of headline uh, risk that's been uh, tabled out there in the market. It's been business as usual for us uh, and most of our uh, peers and competitors on the ground. Um, it's a teeth in democracy and we should be expecting a lot of back and forth, but I think generally the direction is pointing to the transition government handing over to a democratically elected government next year. And uh, I think they've always been good with the mining industry that, that has been the contributor to uh, the national uh, GDP. And uh, whoever takes power is definitely going to be very that's why we continue to investment going in that. Right. Well, look, we've, we've continued to see like nice high grade over decent intervals coming uh, through with press releases that you've been putting out. But as you say, you have promised without, without doubt, you promised to deliver a maiden resource by the end of this year, right? So that you, you've been big, big on that. So what are you doing? What are you specifically doing in country? Because it's obviously towards working towards being able to deliver that. Yeah. So, I mean, what we did for the, uh, this year was to be a little bit smart with our exploration. Um, so we had a lot, we front and loaded our drilling. And we've got quite a number of meters still at the lab waiting to come in. But for what has come in already, we remain confident that we've made significant progress. And that gives us the confidence to say we're not moving the deadlines for major resource by year end. Uh, we still have some more assays to trickle in, which will be released into the market in due course. We're doing our metallurgical test work that's going to be supporting the resource estimate further down the uh, road. And um, essentially, I think that is going to give us the opportunity to put the whole story in a better perspective for some of the shareholders that can really grasp what we're doing. We've been blessed with success, having hit gold almost anywhere we touch, but we have to pull it all together and put the meat on the bones so that people can 
associate each target with some ounces and subsequent drilling that comes out from these targets, they can pull it in context as to how bigger this whole camp is growing. So I think the maiden resource is clearly very important part of telling the story. And most importantly, once we are able to communicate or show that we have a standalone operation there, I think the valuation re-rating is going to be very significant because you see in a lot of the analyst reports, those that have gone the next step of trying to quantify this NPV uh, valuation format on funded NAV uh, for a standalone operation here is close to half a billion. And that's where the indictment be once we're able to deliver. Okay, so should, should we should we interpret from the fact that you are keen to deliver a main resource that you have um, drilled out to the extent of the ore body? Um, I, I think we the ore body, it's a very prolific region and it continues to give. But I think we have to get into a position where we can get people to hang some valuation metrics on what we've got. Otherwise, it's just pulling in a black box and everybody waiting, what does it mean? So the maiden resource is going to be the first snapshot to get that context baked into the market so the valuation parameters will be set properly. But it's just not going to be static. Right after that, we would have to be continuing to expand some of the zones at depth at laterally. And I'm hoping that that will be clearly shown in the resource. And uh, we also have uh, new targets that have not even been tested at all. And that's where the excitement of this land comes in. The discovery phase would never leave the story and would always devote some budgets to the regional uh, campaign. So, but, but you, you know why I'm asking the question? Because I, I speak to some uh, management teams and they go, you you keep drilling until you've, you've reached the boundary of the ore body and then you kind of put the information together. So why do you feel the need to put a stake in the sand well, now at the end of the year, in terms of getting a valuation, does is that will that make it easier for you to go and raise capital? Is that is that the driver? Um, I think it's a it's a valuation uh, push because um, you can continue to come up with good results, and then it gets stale. The market sees that, and then we come to the question of oh, so how many ounces have you got there? And it's best to make that statement publicly and show that, well, for what we've done, we've got enough to justify standalone, and there's going to be more as we continue to unlock value on the land. So it's critical so that you don't lose a particular audience where they only can jump into uh, your story once they see that, okay, there's an inkling of this being a project. And that's why we definitely try to answer that question. Okay, I, I guess there's different strategies for different products and, and different management teams. Um, but okay, you, you've laid your, your your strategy out. So with regards to money, you haven't raised money in quite a while. Where are you with that? Do you need some? Well, I mean, for, for basically the goal of getting the maiden resource out, we raised $15 million, uh, and that is going to be sufficient to get us to that goal. So we well funded to deliver that goal. And um, we're an exploration uh, company, so there will definitely be need for funds. And we actually have an, a very exciting land package with lots of targets to be tested. 
but we have to be very careful how we bring more capital in to advance the cause. It has to be strictly on a very non-dilutive basis so that we don't uh, lose our shareholders. So I think um, once we deliver, I think the re-rating is going to drive uh, the story further and give us more opportunities to continue to unlock value on the ground. You have, you have talked to the market about delivering a... Um an integrated geological model, which you're not done yet. Is that because you, you're changing your approach as the more you discover, or you that's just running late and you've got more important things to do? Or I mean, what, how, how are you mapping out the the, the 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 delivery of information to the markets so they can understand, not just on terms of value, but in terms of how you're going about doing this? Yeah, so I think one of the feedbacks that we've We've gotten with guys, particularly not too familiar with the story, is because of uh, how prospective the land package. We've made six discoveries within uh, 14 months, and there are very few places that you can do that. And now we've completed the geophysics that's coming in with more targets. If we dish this all to the market, I think people would lose track of what we're trying to do. So that would come as part of our process going forward after we have virtually put all these targets into a prioritization scheme. And it's not easy to prioritize when you have a lot of good things going. So we just want to make sure that that message is properly delivered into the market. And the other thing that we also have to be cautious of is we have put together a significant land package, very prolific. And we've not finished that exercise. So you got to be careful what you deliver to the market because you might just be shooting yourself in the foot if you show too much. And some of the targets that you hope to bring into belt, it's more expensive to close. So there's a bit of a strategic reason behind that as well. Right. So, so talk, so talk to me about the things that you are going to focus on. Okay. Because you talked about having a, a large number of assays outstanding. Right. Yeah. One presumes that those will make it into the maiden resource, but any drilling between now and then, I mean, how much of that is going to be done? How much of that, uh, what's that going to cost? And how much of that will make it into the maiden resource? Well, so I think we're hoping that a bunch of the results that we are waiting for would all make it into the maiden resource. <coughs> and um, the facts that I pushed out earlier on for smart drilling is to get those results so that you know areas you need to probably step up a little bit to expand certain zones for the results. And that can only be possible once the results come in and they are assessed by the team. So news flow-wise, there's going to be lots of news flow ahead of the resource. And there's also going to be a step up of campaign if needed to get certain zones into account so that we can show standalone status by the time the resource comes up by year end. Okay, but to answer the question, which which was um, how much um, how much more will you be spending on drilling between now and then? And of that, how much do you think will actually make it into, into, into the resource specifically? And, and from where, I guess, would be good data because you've got many targets you tell me you've mentioned that a few times exactly so we've got about six discoveries uh, some of them are seen a lot more drilling than others and we're very uh, confident of what we're seeing in those and there are new zones that are coming in and we're waiting for uh, these assays to properly size these zones 
But I think from what we have shown already or demonstrated, uh, most of these targets are within just about 20 kilometer radius of each other. So they definitely are going to contribute enough sufficient ounces to justify a standalone right off the back. And I'm hoping that the market is able to keep you into that once the MRE comes out. In terms of what incremental amount of drilling needs to be done towards the MRE, that's all going to be a function of my visit with the consultants, and I can actually address that uh, post that visit. Okay. And, and with, the, with regards to the maiden resource, um, you, you've got a lot of that information already. So what are, you, what are you saying? What are you imagining this, if it becomes a mine, what are you imagining it's going to be? So I want to sort of understand what, I'm, what, I'm, what are we looking at here? Is, are there going to be underground components? Are there going to be open pit solutions? I mean, what, what's it look like to you? Yes. Yeah, so so um, th that is the beauty of what we have. I think, um, and we have good analogs to uh, point to that have gone through something similar. One being Sadiola, we've got we're blessed with a lot of good oxide profiles in several targets, and these oxides, um, for the most part, with good metallurgical characteristics, they are free digging. So the margin profile on these could be huge, and we've just scratched the surface. Our geophysical survey is pointing to the fact that the conductors extend to a kilometer at depth, and the deepest we've tested mineralization too is around three hundred meters. So there's potential to further grow whatever we come up with. But the focus is to show how economic what we have is already. And that's where people would see how valuable this land package is. And that's what's going to drive the value uh, proposition. So that is where we're going with this initial survey. We'll definitely have some sulfide components to it. That is going to be a lot of oxides, which is going to be pointing to a very economic operation if this is up and running. And you can see that the analog that I use, like Sardiola, went through about 7 million ounces of oxides over the 15, million, uh, 15 years life. And the margins were well over 50% over that. It was a cash cow for them. And ended with a significant sulfide component as well, which was about 5 million, which has been sold and it's in the process of being developed. So that's sort of the broad perspective uh, to be able to sort of gauge what potentially this could evolve into. Okay, fine. I'm going to come back to the money question, okay, because you said I've got enough money to get me through to a maiden resource, right? At which point you've got your stake in the sand, you're saying to the market, this is this is what this looks like, just a first phase um, statement from you. How quickly can we start to see some economics being applied to this? Because you're going to need to get, well, are you? Do you feel the need to get into a quick PEA -E uh, scenario where you can actually, again, put another stake in the sand? The beauty of the situation is we've got a lot of projects in operation in and around us. So getting those that is done would not be that uh, difficult. And we already put the numbers on, on the bones already. And um, the bottom line is, um, I think we would have the first update and we would continue to be building scale. The first update should be sufficient for people to put some meat around the bones. A lot of smart analysts are even doing that. So you can point to those reports. 
be how this is going to look like. So we'll give them something to validate that. And that's not just going to be the final. I mean, you've seen the evolution of most companies. You start with the maiden, they are updated resources that follow. And most of the time, if it's all Africa regions, you probably have 50 plus uh, increase on whatever you start with. And then you start putting the economic numbers around that. And that's where you probably set the right tone and message in the market. It's a process, and I'm sure that towards the end of next year, we would probably might be able to show uh, expanded resource with the PEA. That's going to wrap this all up into something that would be highly coveted by our, our peers in that region. Uh, we just sandwiched between two of the largest producing assets in West Africa. So uh, it's not a question of economics of our ounces. These ounces are going to be produced. The question is, as the production? And we're hoping that we do it also as we have thing that is equipped. Right, okay. And But if you look at the market, obviously gold prices come off in the last couple of months, right? Uh, hasn't helped. But you're okay to the end of the year financially. So in a meaningful way, I guess you don't really mind what the, what the gold price is doing today. Um, but to raise money, you're going to have to drive the share price up. Do you think the maiden resource alone is going to be enough to do that? Um, I think it's a, a function of de-risking milestones. The maiden resource is a significant de-risking milestones. Before then, you've got uh, a lot of uh, draw results that are in the backlog that should also be pointing people in the direction of where this is going. And you also have stuff like metallurgical updates that's going to get people more comfortable that this is going to be very profitable. So a, 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 a bunch of these will clearly drive sentiments. And we know that at this point in time, sentiments is not in the gold space, but um, the gold business itself has been um, more disciplined than ever. And there's a lot of cash being generated, which what should attract investors back the space at some point in time. So uh, we're confident that as we continue to deliver, to risk in the assets, add in value, we should be able to attract that investment at better prices to continue to allow value on this the unique land park. Do you, do you still think you're getting a, the Mali discount? Well, Mali has been uh, troublesome and we've seen that uh, coming uh, every now and then. But um, I think people miss the opportunity uh, because clearly um, with a, a, a young democracy uh, everywhere, you have these kind of teeth and issues, but directionally it's heading in the right place. And um, I'm yet to hear an announcement of any company operating in Mali saying we can do work and we're exiting. I mean, everybody is going about its business. And like I said, Everybody needs a sector, the transition government needs. So they can't be taking uh, steps that is going to be obstructing uh, good progress. And personally, we have not really changed our tack in any way. We put in more money to work in the ground, um, taking consultants in there. We are extremely confident that uh, Mali would transition just like all other young democracies do and um, the value that we create will definitely come back into the story. 
uh, we focused uh, fully on continuing that direction. Okay. Look, Nana, I know you're dashing off in the next couple of days, actually, quite soon, uh, into country to, you know, um, have, have a look, get boots on the ground and have a look for yourself as what's going on. But if you can maybe come back on and tell us about a little bit about, you know, what you're seeing there when you get back, that'd be appreciated. Or if you want... Pick up the pick up the phone, and you can uh, we we can maybe do a video link while you're on the ground. You can show us around a bit. That might be fun. Uh, that'll be actually very uh, helpful, uh, because once people understand the lay of the land on the ground, I think it's going to bring the confidence. That, uh, we would not be putting anybody in harm's way if we felt it was at the dangerous place no breaks. I think it's creating a good opportunity in the market. Uh, we've already seen new buyers step in, uh, guys that understand uh, the sector and know have been through these kind of ramifications. Uh, they see the value at each level as a no-brainer. And uh, we continue to focus on adding uh, to what we have on the ground, uh, more results coming through. Uh, moving towards a MRE, not changing the timelines. These are all value-enhancing milestones. And um, I think that's, that's a great opportunity for investors. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.